Chad Prather rose to internet fandom as the man who's unapologetically Southern. Keith Oaks is a published author who failed his way to success. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only a Southern Spitfire and a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with Chad Prather and Heath Oaks. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Second Shot. I feel like I haven't been with you in exactly a month. Uh, and it's been a long, long time since I've seen your smiling face. Zach, what's going on, buddy? Oh, it's same old, same old, Chad. How about yourself? Uh, I've been all over the world and back, but you I, have. I you always come back you for you. Tours going on and shows, and yeah. uh, who knows where you're hobnobbing and rubbing elbows and um, kissing babies and shaking hands and shaking babies. Don't shake babies, folks. That's your PSA for today. It's a tough gig being famous. Uh, speaking of shaking babies. That'd be a great band name, wouldn't it? Shaking Babies. Shaking Babies. It's probably taken already. But it yeah, probably would one. be. That'd be like a cool one of those, you know, people, you know, get in there, mosh a little bit. Yeah. You kids don't know what moshing Somebody is. Somebody in the garage somewhere is like, Shaking Babies. That's shaking Babies. Perfect. Put it down. Let's Hashtag Shaking Babies. Well, my buddy Heath Oaks uh, is late. He has this tendency. Uh, he doesn't have a tendency. But every now and then, a, a man busy like him and successful, especially at his caliber, sometimes he sometimes. puts the date on the wrong or he puts the event on the wrong date and so that's what he did he'll be in the uh, studio later on but i think i'm gonna do this episode i want to say by myself but no i have a very special guest with me in here who just who just happens to be giving me caustic stares and judgmental glances caustic it's it good is my wife jade prather what's going on she has no voice by the way which is perfect <laughs> for a podcast I don't I don't have much of a voice I'm not feeling really bad I just don't sound very good this is what my wife sounds like from screaming at me for a week now it doesn't mean she has been she's been uh, she's been working hard she hasn't had a lot of rest lately but I like it with you this silent this is amazing I if I could patent away we could we could make a millions of dollars if it'd be uh, the wife silencer <laughs> we could sell it like in a little pill guys would just drop it in their drink and they would. So anyway, what are you up to? I haven't seen you in a week. I know. <clears throat> Women are smart, though. They'd find a different way to annoy men. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You kind of got that sexy, gravelly thing going on in your voice. You're like, uh, yeah. People are gonna want to. They're like, ooh, we want to hear more of Jade. They say that anyways. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. But anyway, so uh, tell me about your week. We'll get caught up on our on our marriage here, right here, for everybody to listen to. Yeah, this so, is good stuff. All 50,000 people. What you got going on? Oh, I've been working hard. Working hard at the hospital, taking care of those patients. Take, you wiping butts? I, I do wipe a lot of butts. Lot <laughs> and that's butts. just at the house. Everywhere I go, yeah. I'm wiping butts. Before I leave the studio, I'm wiping everybody's butt in here. <laughs> get ready, Zach. You're Perfect. in for a treat, son. By <laughs> the end of this episode, you will be clean as a... Mm-hmm. Thanks for, thanks in advance, Jed. I appreciate it. You'll be as You're clean welcome. as Very a public toilet. I'm a professional. So, yeah. Well, yeah. It's been good. I haven't been in here. I've been all over the place. I've been in L.A. I've been doing some some stuff out there with some really, really strange people. It's funny when you go to L.A., it's almost like you, you've landed in an alien planet. Um, you know, I mean, we've traveled all over the country and all over the world, really, but some of the places that you go, it's like you almost have to try to mentally get your brain ready to interact with certain groups of people. And, and out there in Hollywood, it's a strange, strange deal. I can't wait to get back, <laughs> honestly. I know you're always trying to warn me when we go to new places. Okay, Jade, this isn't Texas. Okay, Jade, this isn't Fort Worth. So, Zach, so we went out to San Francisco a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, while we were out there, Jade, Jade is a Texas girl. She's a little bit accustomed to southern hospitality 
and that is becoming something that is more and more rare. But you, it's not as rare. You, you get acclimated to Southern hospitality. And understand, folks, if you're not from the South, Southern hospitality, it doesn't mean we're just nice. Because we, we may tell you we love you and hate your guts. Oh, yeah. That's Southern hospitality. We don't necessarily mean it when we say it. Now, I try to mean it, but, but most folks who are brought up that way, they were just taught that's the things you say and that's the way you interact with people. But they don't have to, I, I love going to the Midwest because people, they don't understand innuendo. They don't understand uh, sarcasm. They just are very straightforward in the oh. Midwest. Right. But you go out to, to the West Coast. You go to New York. You go to some of these coastal places. And these folks, they totally don't get the concept so I was. It was funny watching Jade in San Francisco recently because uh, we were we were shopping, and uh, you have to pay for your. Tell them that you have to pay for the bags. Right. If you if you want to bring home your stuff in a bag rather than holding it all over the place, then you have to pay extra for it. So, we were at the um, the Giants game, and uh, we love baseball. Had a great time, and we wanted to bring some stuff home. So when I got up to the checkout, there's a million people in line. And when I got up there, I didn't expect for her to ask me if I wanted a bag or not, because in Texas, you just get a bag. <laughs> so when she asked me, I, w- I was like, I didn't know what to do. It was like a foreign question. And she got really annoyed with me that I couldn't come up with an answer. Well, and Jade was trying to be polite. You know, she's like, oh, you know what? Let me think, you know, because they're trying to save the world. They're trying to save the environment. Right. So they'll charge you, you know, so they're trying to be sure. you know, clean up and all this stuff. Um, you know, we're from Texas, man. We'll we just we'll just build a new environment. We, yeah, we're we, fine with it. We're not worried about all of that. So, yeah. So it's kind of funny to watch those interactions. If you're not used to it, it's it's definitely a, an interesting deal. So anyway, typically on second shot, we're not going to veer too far off of the uh, course today. I tend to ramble and chase my uh, who who oh, is calling me. you? Zach? Oh no, Zach is the producer oh, of the, the show. Oh, this is the most embarrassing thing that can happen as a producer. Can you believe oh. that? Wow. <laughs> that is the sound of frustration. Egg right on my there. face. I know. Yeah. Well, I'll phone see myself was on. out. <sighs> so, uh, yeah, so typically we take the headlines. We take a second look at what the headlines could mean to you in terms of your business, your life, your family, all of those fun, fun things. And uh, I have no idea what headlines you've got, but you always have some good ones, Zach. What are we looking at today? Right. You wanted me to hit, hit you with something kind of off the wall. And I yeah. thought to myself, well, Heath's not here. So, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> what better opportunity? Yeah. So the first one, I'm going to start with something easy. We're going to get something a little bit heavier in the next one. Uh, high school graduates passed up $2.3 billion in money mm. for college this year. Many who were eligible for grants from the federal government didn't fill out the FAFSA, which is federal aid. The reason they're thinking this might be, they're speculating, is that uh, the system's complicated and it might deter students. Other Others are saying that, man, maybe they don't want to try to get into, they want to try to avoid debt. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Chad? $2.3 billion. That's a lot of money. First of all, my question would be, where does that money go? Like, once that's done, does it compile, and then you have an opportunity next year? Next, So 2.8 is, is next year. Is it going to be 5.6 that's uh, available? I don't know. Uh, but to me, it's, it's okay, what is a missed opportunity? Because that, most people would look at that and say, okay, you missed an opportunity to get money. But, but also, how many times do you take an opportunity that puts you behind the eight ball, so to speak, Right. By having taken it. Because now you have a debt or something like that. So a lot of people, do you take the quick opportunity right now and and say, okay, this is I'm just gonna be easy and I'll deal with the you know, the payback later, or do I avoid that and I build something that is going to take me longer but it, and it's going to be more expensive and it's gonna, you know, be more cost involved and I'm not just talking about finances, I'm talking about building your life. And, and, and later on, you can enjoy the fruit of your labor. Right, and that's exactly the angle we're coming at this from. Matt yeah. and I were vetting stories uh, before the show, and Matt 
pointed me to this one. I said, well, I don't know about this. He said, well, yeah, that's the angle. Yeah. Is it worth taking the helping hand at the time to get further and then have to pay that later? Or do you just say, I'll figure it out on my own? Yeah. And, and I'm not sure what the best answer is. I'm hoping you can offer some advice. Jay, do you have a thought on that? Well, you know, I, I'm getting my master's degree and I, we actually, you and I, we decided we were going to take some of that money. Uh, of course, I ran out of it, but then... Um, you know, you well, well, she spent her <laughs> loan. Happens. Yeah. I it mean, happens. but instead of instead of us deciding to get more money, we decided just to figure out how we're going to pay for the rest of the degree right. on our own because we don't want to have to pay it back. Right. You know, and I, I work with a lot of physicians and, and, you know, they've been a physician for 10 years. They're still paying back their yeah. loans. They're not happy campers. I'm at the same point. Yeah, I went to college and without that, I wouldn't be where I am today, which is great. Sitting across from Chad Prather and Jade, of course, doing a show. Um, but at the same time. I'm going to pay that off for like 10 years. It's going to take me a long yeah. time to get over that. So. Well, it does. And nowadays, college education is tough. But let's let's look at your life. I mean, let's let's take life. Okay, put the college thing aside. So <clears throat> what do you do? You know, opportunities come your way. Sometimes they, they look like a great, great opportunity. I've had things, people present things to me in life. And they said, here's what we want you to do. You know, I just recently got back from L.A. I'm having to weigh a lot of options. I'm looking at opportunities that are laying in front of me career-wise and professionally. And I'm saying, okay, which opportunities do I take and which ones do I turn down? Because is this going to steal my soul, so to speak? <laughs> because it's very possible. Sure, yeah. it's very. There's a couple of things, and it's true. You know, people say, "Well, money's the root of all evil." It's not. the The love of money is the root of all evil, and a lot of people choose a financial course, and they they say, "Here's an opportunity that's going to make me rich," or they say, "This is something that's going to give me notoriety or fame or something like that." But I've always said, here's the thing, you've got to be who you are. If you feel like you can live with the consequences of the opportunity later on down the line, then take that opportunity, take that thing and say, okay, I'm willing to risk it and, and I'll pay the price later on. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't think there has to be an either or. There can be a both and. Jade brought up a perfectly good point. We took out a, a student loan. It was a small student loan that basically said, okay, here's a springboard for her education. We're going to get into that, but we're not going to go any further with that. We're going to take the opportunity and pay later, but we're also going to take the opportunity and pay ourselves. And so I think you have to find a fine balance in that in your life. Um, and Because let's face it, I don't care what you're doing today. If you're listening, you've got opportunities in front of you. You've got opportunities. If you don't believe me, then then go eat some Chinese food, open up the fortune cookie, and it'll say, you know what? You're going to enjoy incredible success this week. And immediately your mind is going to go, well, how could I do that? You're going to start thinking about the opportunities that are going on in your life. And those things help you realize, okay, how do I navigate into those things? And so uh, be careful with it because uh, don't sell your soul to the devil at the crossroads of success. Don't, don't do that. But I believe every one of you can do that. These kids, obviously, whether they, whether they turned it down or they just ignored it because of ignorance, uh, didn't know about it, or they were just too lazy to fill out the forms, who knows? But I think that all of those elements come into life. Don't be lazy. Uh, don't ignore what's in front of you, and don't be ignorant of your circumstances. All of those situations, what's available to you to make yourself more and more significantly successful, the opportunities in front of you? And, uh, Jade, I hope you can figure out how to pay back that college loan. <laughs> well, I'm going to ask some of my boyfriends and see what, you know, what they can do you for got? me. How many are you working with, kid? Don't worry about it. I won't worry about it. You <laughs> knock yourself out, girl. <laughs> Go on, get you some. All right, everybody, we're going to come back with a second segment of Second Shot. I think I might have a, uh, a new special guest by the name of Heath Oaks in here with us. See you in a minute. 
He likes cowboy hats and boots. And he's a suit and tie kind of guy. Chad Prather and Heath Oaks host more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. Hey everybody, it's Chad here, and if you know anything about me, you know that I read a lot of books, at least three to four a week, and there's one that I've read several times. It's by my buddy, Heath Oaks. It's called Ignorance on Fire, Failing Your Way to Success. If you want to have your life changed in your business, in your relationships, in the way you look at the world of success, you need to pick up Ignorance on Fire. Go to Amazon.com, buy the book, leave a review. I promise you, you're going to love it. Go get it today. Ignorance on Fire by Heath Oaks, Failing Your Way to Success. Ready, aim, fire. Second Shot is back for another round on the Real News Communications Network. Yeah, all right, whatever. We uh, Boy, that's a hot mic right there. Ooh, we, switched, in hot. Yeah. we switched mics during the uh, break right there. That one was, uh, I guess I should have. <laughs> Zach always asks us what we had for breakfast. and a mic check, yeah. That's a mic check that we do. But uh, wandering into the studio, tardy, but always on time. I was coming time. in hot like... Chad was coming yeah. in hot right there on that, that coming back from that break. Exactly, that's right. It's a perfect metaphor. He folks, yeah. but uh, but at least he brought here. Jade, so it makes the room a little prettier this morning. <laughs> Not just having to stare at his ugly tail all day. Let me tell you something. I, I Jade Jade had the day off, and, and she said, "I want to go over there with you." And uh, I I got over here and I started to exit, and we're right across the street from the Dallas Galleria. And I thought, "Oh my God, this day is going to cost me a lot of money." <laughs> Do it. Jade. It hit me, man. Do it. Whoa! Yeah, and we're falling apart. Story of my life. There, there, microphone just fell. Um, Oh, Jade, I hope you go and just do him dirty. (laughs) I'm gonna get. He's in your corner, Chad. He's looking out for you. So many, Chad would do it to me. So many jokes. I believe it. I would do it to you. Um, Boy, there's a lot of euphemisms in the last seven sentences that came out of our (laughs) mouth. (laughs) Oh yeah, we could go really bad. Speaking of doing it dirty, what you got over there, Zachary? Yes. Uh, Jerry Jones comes out and says the Cowboys will bench any player who disrespects the flag. This is following the events of this last weekend when Vice President Mike Pence left the Colts game Mm -hmm. after the 49ers kneeled at the National Anthem. Jerry Jones has said, uh, following an interview where they asked about that, he said, any player who does it doesn't play. Yeah. That's the way it's going to go. My opinion, good for Jerry. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. Y'all know I'm boycotting the NFL this year, and and Heath, you went to the Packers-Cowboys game yesterday. You invited me to go with you. Uh, I I turned down your tickets. I also turned down uh, suite tickets. The suite was next to Jerry Jones. And uh, I I hate that I had to do it. Not a single player from the Packers or the Cowboys. They didn't kneeled. do it. They didn't do it. And throughout and all of it, neither have. Yeah. Did you see that boy? Another headline, and I, I will jump off of this real quick. Ka- Kaepernick said that he'll stand if he could just get on a team. Yeah, I did not see that. Yeah, yesterday he came out. He he said he'll stand for the anthem if if he could just sign with an NFL team. Well, bye. Um, you know what the funniest thing about this to <clears> me? It kind of goes back to that employer employee relationship mm-hmm. is what I look at the most, and I think. Look, everybody has their rights, but if you work somewhere, a company will have a brand that they want and they want to protect. And you as an employee, your right is to either work at that job or not work at that job. Mm-hmm. But you have to follow the directives of whoever is your employer. Yeah. And so Jerry Jones has made it very clear where he stands at it with him as the employer to their to the employees. Yeah. Um, and I will say what I like what Jerry has done, though, is, is he didn't do that hardcore – like you ever work for that boss that goes because I said so. You do this and like really just hardline and like makes nobody feel good, right? Like yep. there's no like middle ground to really bring them together. You know, at, at the last game, the Cowboys all went out there together. They kneeled, stood up, national anthem, boom. You know, like see that would be okay with me because they were kneeling. They if that's their 
what they're trying to make a statement on. They did it, but they didn't do anything to disrespect the flag. Right. They all stood up with it. So he, it's like he kind of gave them a little bit to where they all didn't feel like they were going to have to try to do something to push back at him. Yeah. But yet they know very clear where he stands. And I think sometimes employers will not make their, their values that clear. And then when an employee goes outside of it, then they go firing them and get into it like you should have known better where you didn't make that clear. Yeah. At least he makes it very clear. Makes it clear. Yeah. Jade, if you went to work at the hospital and wore blue jeans, what would happen? I'd be asked to leave. Yeah. You would not be able to. You'd get benched. You might not lose your job, but you'd get benched. That, that is true. We're not allowed to do just whatever we want to do. There's not, there's not free speech, you know, at the hospital. I can't just go in the patient's room and cuss them out. I'm not saying I don't want to sometimes, but, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because they're allowed to cuss us out. Yeah. Um, security will come in and, and let them know it's not, you well, know, it's not okay, but it doesn't mean they, they have to stop doing it. Well, but here's the thing. No, you do have free speech. You could. You just got to be at risk you of losing your job. Got the consequences. Okay, so yeah. so it goes back to that. I mean, it, it is, it, and if and if you have a way to do it, start an, another you know NFL team or something, and you you run it the way you want. But yeah. also with just any job, and I would think that employers need to be more clear on their policies, especially in today's world with online right. media. Like <clears throat> we've had some situations where stuff has been said on online media, where it's their personal deal, everything else, but it makes the company look really bad. Mm-hmm. And but it's like, what can we do? Because the company has not been very clear on what they expect and don't expect. And it's that really weird line we're getting in today with these personal social media accounts that they may not even say anything about the company they work for, nothing about the industry, but something that they're posting and or doing can relate to obviously because people know they work for that company and it looks bad. Man, this is going to be a tough error over these next 10 to 15 years of figuring out where that line is. Did you say error? Yep. It's era. Era. Well, that's the redneck in me. <laughs> See, that's why I'm glad to have you back, Chad. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. You the, know, uh, my prefrontal cortex. <laughs> prefrontal cortex. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, I agree with it. There is a, you know, and I, I'll say one thing. The only thing that disappointed me about the Cowboys when did, they did the initial kneeling thing is they should have stood up and they should have put their hand over their heart. Right. I understand they locked their arms. There is an, because there is an employee handbook with the NFL that says you need to stand at attention, you need to put your hand over your heart. Mm-hmm. They're still not doing that. Put your hand over your heart. Otherwise, you disrespect. So, so and I'm not making a political statement here. I'm just saying, yes, you've got to follow the employee handbook. Yep. You're still, you can't skirt the guidelines. Now, it's up to the boss to determine how much he enforces that. Obviously, we all let certain things slide. Jerry's saying, no, we're not. Now, I don't know about the hand over the heart part, but he's at least saying you're not kneeling. If, on you, that. if you are an employer listening to this, I think you do got to go in and try to have some dialogue around figuring out right. where your guidelines are on the social media stuff. Yeah. And I think as an employee, if you're an employee of a company and you're not really sure what all of, all of them are, Maybe you need to go have the conversation with your bosses and right. get very clear on because I'm seeing a lot of this kind of um, you know push over with both that you know we all know those people on social media that throw all the garbage out on the front porch sure. right sometimes you may, you better make sure that your employer is yeah. going to be okay with it but then as an employer you got to lay it out very clear or you can't make actions yeah. you know like like jade knows very clear that she cannot wear jeans so obviously at the hospital they've made that directive very clear they have they've also made the social media thing very clear you they know, have facebook pops up all the time asking where do i work where do i work well people that know me know exactly where i work um but i'm proud to work there and i i don't try you know in the past i know there's been some days where i just wanted to say oh what a horrible day 
that's not fair because yeah. that's you know what what do I mean by that? Yeah, I don't. It's you know. There's what just, what have they made clear on those guidelines? Like what have they said on the social media stuff? Um, because I'm interested honestly in learning because we're trying to figure this whole thing out ourselves. What you said a while ago about not actually mentioning anything doesn't necessarily mean you're not responsible for what you're saying. Yeah, you know. So I don't, and I'm not going to mention it here, but for who I work for, but it, even without saying the company, I can still get in, get in trouble. Yeah. So honestly, I don't say anything unless it's something positive about my day. Yeah. Perfect example. Last week, you had a woman who's a CBS ex- executive who said, hey, I wish everybody that supported Trump would get shot and killed. You know, CBS fired her immediately. You yeah. can't put that out there. Oh. The other day, Nancy Sinatra said she wanted all the NRA members lined up and shot. You can't put that out yeah, there. those are all very clear directives. I think you that we would all think common sense. You yeah, just you don't. Can't. But but all the way down to you have to be be very careful because these little these little uh, diatribes and missives that we put on Facebook and Twitter and things they they come back to bite you in the rear end. And I know a lot of times we do these things out of emotion, but let me say something to you folks: you really don't have anything to prove to anybody. It's okay. And I know people, they just store up, i got to get this out of me, i got to get this out of me. Obviously, a guy like Colin Kaepernick, who started this whole neo-protest, and some of these guys, they, they had that passion. I respect that. I respect that you have something you need to get off your chest. Yep. You need to make a statement. Make that statement. But when you do it to the disrespect of somebody else, you are not doing free speech. You, you're just... That's that's not honoring free speech. Well, it goes back to that, that episode we had not too long ago with Jasmine on here where she labeled it as personal. Mm-hmm. And how, like she, the, the word of personal nowadays, there is no personal Facebook account in your business one or any of that. Nope. It's all personal. No matter what you do, how you do it, you have to think about it in the per personal manner. Yeah. Manner that that I think is is just is so. She really right messed on. you up, did she? Throwing words. <laughs> that's <laughs> such a tough word She's to say. She's throwing non-words at a non-word guy. That's, yeah. that's personal. I usually just take the right word and screw it up instead yeah. of having the whole screwed up <laughs> from the get-go. Well, let me just say something, kids. Employers nowadays they are checking your social media yes. accounts, so you might want to watch what you're putting out there, yeah. especially you guys that are out there in the workforce and you want a promotion. Eh, maybe reel it in a little bit. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. Come back to my favorite segment. The third we're gonna have a little free-for-all here with uh, heath and jade zach and matt in the room i love you guys i'll see you here in a second now that's what i call ignorance on fire more of second shot with chad and Heath still to come to all of my friends in the great state of texas if you would like to cut your power bill in half tomorrow go to energyogre.com put in the promo code watch Chad, I will tell you that I have saved over 65% on my first year using energyogre.com. They do all the work for you and they save you money at the same time so you never have to worry about it again. Again, go to energyogre.com, promo code WATCHCHAD and save some money. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot with Chad and Heath on RNCM. Yo, 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 yo. Heath, are you sleeping through the night? More importantly, is your baby sleeping through the night? It has been heaven for probably two weeks in a row. That, that little beautiful girl has slept since I put her down till I wake her up in the morning. I think I told you uh, I was flying the other day somewhere, and this lady started. These people started talking about their grandbabies, and I said, "I'm going to show you the most beautiful baby on the planet right now." And they said, they, "You know," and I, so I pulled up a picture of your baby and from Instagram. Oh, that's awesome. I don't know if it was yours or Jenny's, yeah. but I pulled up, and, and they're like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" I mean, it's a pretty, pretty baby. But it is amazing how almost overnight, just like in a click. 
they start sleeping through the night. It, how everything, like their development stuff, it feels like it's like one day it's this way, and the next way she's rolling like yeah. three rolls over off the mat where she wasn't rolling at all. Like it's crazy. They get mobile. Yeah. They get mobile quick. Speaking of babies and yeah. children, what do you got yes. over there, Zach? Yeah, we had an email from one of our listeners, Colby Morris. Common friend of the show. Yeah. Uh, yes, and hey guys, wanted to pose a thought question for you both. Toys R Us has recently filed for bankruptcy. Hard to believe as it is a Christmas staple. What do you think was the major factor? Was it online shopping, <laughs> refusal to rebrand or change with the times, or the fact they outsourced most of their fulfillment to Amazon? Let what me tell you, you something. After that giraffe didn't have that baby forever and they were sponsors on that thing, yeah. I thought they were set for life. I thought we'd have Toys R Us forever because mm. you had little Jeffrey down the corner while that, that giraffe was over there. Uh, mm. No, the giraffe watching thing drives me crazy. That was nuts. <laughs> I got in trouble over that for some of the jokes I made. People yeah, are weird. I remember that. That was funny. <laughs> I will tell you this. What some people don't understand is that filing for bankruptcy are these businesses way uh, to, to scale down. This is not right. going to be done. No. This is Toys R Us going, we got to close stores. We realize what the retail environment is. If we file bankruptcy, we can get a lot of our debt relieved so we can afford to do that. They're not going anywhere. They're just going to not yeah. be what they used to be. Now, I will say that in my opinion, a lot of these big staples like a Toys R Us and all of them, they knew it was coming, but just they never believed it would be them. Yeah. Because it's very clear. It's been the telltale sign all the way back to when Radio Shack first announced their thing. I mean, that was a big deal. It's never going to go where there's zero retail, mm-hmm. but you're not going to be able to have 10,000 stores anymore because it, it's going to be, you need more of the maybe like the eight, nine stores in the Metroplex with like the two or three fulfillment centers to be able to ship your own stuff out. But now you got Amazon already passing everybody on. Amazon's got everything. Before you got here, we were talking before the show, I said, you know, Zach said brick and mortar stores are basically a thing of the past. Unless you have your Walmart, your Target, your your clothing stores, or your hardware stores, mm-hmm. like your Home Depot, your Lowe's, things like your home improvement. People want to go put their hands on that. They want to see yep. it. Um, and, and the liquor store, by the way. If the liquor store would ever deliver. They do. What are you talking about? You can get there's like <laughs> mini bar is an app that you can download like an Uber for liquor that Shut you. I swear, your face. I swear. Chad's already on his phone. If I could figure out how to get that on a Sunday too, yes. I, my <laughs> God, are not you in Texas, baby. Texas. Not Jeez. in Texas. Forget about I, I never think about you. You know, you're like, man, I really would, would just want to sit at the house and have a drink, and I'm like, Dad, gummit, I'm out of whiskey, and it's always a Sunday. It's always. like Chick Fil A. I don't yep. want to eat Chick Fil A unless it's so Sunday. That's right. Yep. Oh. Uh, Thank you, And, and I will say, Kobe, I don't think it's the refusal to rebrand. I don't think it has anything to do with the brand. Yeah. I think it's a refusal to move along with the the shipping aspect of it. And if there's anything that probably was getting shipped much earlier, it was toys. I mean, if any, I, I have a feeling that with eBay a long time ago that if there was one item that was getting probably purchased online and delivered, it was probably toys more than anything. <laughs> so they should have really been on the train much earlier Um because I think they've really, you know, obviously been on the back end aspect of, you know, with, with seeing what's going around them. Yeah, ToysRest.com should have come pretty quick. Yes. <laughs> Minibardelivery.com. Yep. That's a thing. I told you. I'm going to spend a lot of money right here. That's a here. real thing. All Minibar. right. What, what, are you, what is your thought, Chad, around when a company like this files bankruptcy? You know, I just got done listening to a podcast episode on Planet Money about uh, the benefits of bankruptcy. And it talks about the history of it all. And, you know, how some people look at it as a really negative and some yeah. are, well, it's a time to re- return back. And obviously, Toys R Us is finally, I mean, they're not going out of business. Right. You know, they're, they're just going to get a lot of their debt forgiven. I, get, I always get on to people about saying, okay, you take this word bankruptcy. It's almost, it's almost you put it on par with, you know, 
I just think of an evil word, and I was going to say one, and I don't even want to say that word out loud. Um, but <laughs> it's pe- a really negative. People look at that and they say, "Oh my god, oh my, oh," you know, it's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. I can't believe you, you could, you got a, you know, you got arrested for DWI." Oh my god! Now it's, just, it's bankruptcy can be used as a business tool. It yep. can be used as a personal tool. Bankruptcy saved a lot of people. Ask Donald Trump. And and it saves <laughs> and it saves the lenders because the lenders, if Toys R Us is about to be out of business, and the lenders. Oh, you know, have a lot of money loaned out to him, so they yeah. can either decide to get, say, "Let me take less. Yeah. Let's put it on hold. You got to pay us back for two years, so you can get your cash flow back up to kind of resize, retool." Um, and when they go into bankruptcy, they are watched like a hawk for two or three years. That's they right. have to. They have to. Everything has to be ran by a judge. That every decision they make to be retooled, because the lenders say, "Look, I'd rather get a little bit of what I got out there versus not get anything back." Yeah. So yeah. it's not always the worst thing in the world, right. you know. And if over the last five years, if lenders were still giving a Toys R Us money, that's their own fault by yeah. not realizing that brick and mortar, brick and mortar is not, it's not the, the, future. the future. It's not the future. And, and it is a negative thing. Nobody it's not wants going to go, away. Nobody wants to go bankrupt. And, and lenders don't, you know, it's like, oh, well, you're, you're saying that just forget the lenders. Trust me, they're insured. Yes. They are insured. Yes. So there, there's a lot of things economically that are happening that you look at and say, oh, well, this person, I can't believe they did that. So, you know, no, Toys R Us are going to be around. They're going to be around. But again, everything. Uh, it's going to shrink. My my wife, and trust me, I'm going to go to brick and mortar across the street over here and probably spend untold amount of monies in <laughs> Tiffany's today. There's a Toys R Us right next to it. I know, there is. Uh, and a Baby's R Us. I've visited that I on know. a regular basis. And there's basis. a Nordstrom's that over Nordstrom there. Rack, yep. you and I, we, we, that Nordstrom Rack, yeah. That Nordstrom Rack's legit. That's the that's a better one than the I one agree. over in, yeah, that's the best one well, I've I'd ever I'd like been. to talk about the Tiffany's again. No, we're not going to <laughs> Tiffany's. <laughs> we can't that afford Tiffany's. That little blue box is very expensive. I'll buy you a box. <laughs> yeah. That's it. You put whatever you want it. You know what, Colby? We love hearing from you, and uh, thank you for sending another email. Continue to do it's so. It's a very good thought. Always reach us at uh, secondshotcast at gmail.com. Heath, where can people find you? At Heath Oaks or Ignorance on Fire. Look me up. And uh, find me at watchchad.com or also politicalcowboy.com. Come find me on Facebook, Twitter, and all of the fun socials, and uh, we'll make sure not to say anything inappropriate. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Second Shot. We'll see you next week. Destination for premium talk radio.